Blog Talk Radio. I'm Laura Mize, pediatric speech-language pathologist, and welcome to Teach Me to Talk, the podcast. I'm so excited about today's show. We have a great, great guest who's been with us before. Before we introduce her, though, and get going with that, I'm going to make one little quickie announcement, and I'll give you more information about that at the end of the show today. But I have Texas Conference Day finally finalized, and so I'm excited to be able to share those. I've gotten a lot of emails and some Facebook messages wondering about registering for those dates, and that information will be up on teachmetotalk.com before I go to bed tonight, and I'm going to talk about the specific dates here on the show later on, but first, we're going to talk with Katie Yeh from playingwithwords365.com. How are you, Katie? I'm good. How are you? Really, really good. I was sharing with Katie before we went on that I am on an antihistamine caffeine high. I've had a little too much of both of those this morning. So I am wild. No promises about how today's show is going to go. I'll probably be even more, more without my filter today, more so than today. So here we go. But Katie is here today to talk about a great offer that she has going. And then she just has tons of information to share with us about her special project and why she's doing that. And when I read it, it just touched my heart, and I wanted to have her on to be sure to share that with everybody. So thanks for coming on, Katie, and tell us all about it. Oh, thanks, Laura. I was thrilled when you offered uh, to have me on again. Um, I love being here, and especially for this particular reason. Um, so people that are familiar with my blog um, and follow along on Facebook are aware that my daughter suffers from a, um, a chronic health condition, and it's called juvenile arthritis. And it's an mm-hmm. autoimmune disease that attacks the joints of the body. And she was diagnosed um, at only age two. Um, symptoms started right before she turned two. I was nine months pregnant with my second child at the time. It was super exciting time, let me tell you. Uh, what literally nine months What were your symptoms? Because I know we speech pathologists, sometimes we really, we look at a whole child, but a lot of times expertise is just on that neurological and developmental stuff, not necessarily on something as physiological as juvenile arthritis. So what were her symptoms? What were your kind of warning signs? What's that education piece that you could get out there today? So what happened was um, she was, like I said, uh, almost two, and I noticed in the mornings when she would wake up, she kind of limped. And, but this limp thing would go away within an hour or two. And it wow. wasn't really severe. Yeah, it, it wasn't really? severe. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't That's pretty subtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm, I'm generally a pretty laid-back mom. I'm not a super warrior when it comes to those kind of yeah. things. I kind of, and plus, I was nine months pregnant at the time. I got, well, sorry, about eight months <laughs> pregnant. I had other things, and I was working um, two days a week oh, at that point. Yeah. So, um, you know, you just kind of, and then she got a cold. You know, every kid gets a cold, right? Not a big right. deal. There was something about her behavior or what she told us um, that indicated perhaps she had a sore throat. She was verbal. Uh-huh. I just don't remember exactly why we thought that. Right. Um, so right. my husband and I thought we would give her a little Tylenol at night to help yeah. perhaps the sore throat. Well, right. the limp disappeared, basically, for a few days. In retrospect, mm-hmm. we now know that the Tylenol we were giving her was actually treating the inflammation in her knee, but we didn't know that yet. Wow. So, so then wow. the limp kind of came back. Well, um, the morning, uh, it was the day before her second birthday. We woke up, the three of us, on a Saturday. She was in bed with us. She jumped out of our bed, fell to the ground, and could not walk. Wow. And my husband picked her up, took her in to change her diaper, and noticed that her knee was not um, all the way. Uh So, as a dad does, he pushed on it to see what would happen. And she 
Yeah, I was going to say that's exactly what my husband would have done. And we would have thought that she was injured from the fall, not, you know, from jumping out of bed, not from anything else going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I heard the scream. So he brings her into our bedroom and we take her pants off. And it's quite obvious her, her right knee was swollen. Now, her, wow. her birthday is in November, so she had been wearing pants basically every day for the whole right. six weeks prior to this. So the only time right. we saw her knee was at bath time, and let's be honest, sometimes you're kind of in and out quick, and you're not staring at knees. Totally. So we didn't see anything. Um, so from that point, um, that day we visited a pediatrician in her office, and then we were followed up um, every day for the next three days, and... Um, we had a lot of blood work done and mm-hmm. um, x-rays and that kind of thing. And right. then we were sent to um, pediatric rheumatologist at Stanford um, who diagnosed her with juvenile arthritis. The technical wow. term is juvenile idiopathic arthritis. Um, the old term was juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. So you sometimes right. hear that term used. J-R-A mm-hmm. um, is also uh, the older term. And at that first appointment, they noticed that it wasn't just her knee. She also had a swollen finger on her right hand. Wow. And, which we didn't see until, well, they pointed it out, and it was like, oh, yeah. Um, since that point, at age two, the biggest issue has actually now been her fingers. Um, really? She had a knee in, yeah, she had a knee injection at age, uh, well, it was we kept having to put it off because I was late in delivering my son. So my son was eight days right. old. She had a knee injection. Wow. That injection was wonderful um, and quieted that inflammation in that knee. But her fingers were basically um, every every finger in her right hand has been affected now, and she she's five and a half now. So is that her dominant hand, Katie? It is the dominant hand. So, okay. um, as a as a you know pediatric speech pathologist, yeah. I found myself on the other side of the fence. Um, right. My daughter got as soon as her um, knee injection was done and um, healed. They wanted to give it time for it to go into full effect. She started physical therapy because mm-hmm. that short amount of time with that in- inflammation in that joint caused deformity, and it also caused. Right. Um, the muscles um, to um, to stop working appropriately because it was um, she was uh, for so many weeks had been self limiting that she had um, that the joint wasn't working properly so she went through physical therapy first um, at mm-hmm. age two and a half and then okay. um, once we got the inflammation better control in her hand through medication then she started occupational therapy at age three. Wow, so, so you've had the full gamut, yeah. Yeah, so um, so she had to go through both of those, and then we'll, we right now we'll likely start up a little OT again um, as we move. She starts kindergarten in the fall, and I'd like to give her a little head start there. Um, she's starting to read. Yeah. Well, she writes now, and she's starting mm-hmm. to read and all that good stuff, and um, she's starting to have some issues, some mild issues with writing. So. Right. That's kind of where we're at now. Um, she's an amazing kid. Um, she just pushes through everything, and we just Aww. actually had her preschool um, um, appointment with her teacher going over everything, the conference. And both of her preschool teachers actually said that they um, they just think that we've done a great job of, of pushing her to just kind of push through things. Right. And right. we don't let her feel sorry for herself at all. It's kind of not allowed. <laughs> we we allow. Yeah. We we kind of talk about like once in a while, you know, you can feel sad and be mad, and then after that, you're done because this is life. And and I so we allow. Of course, we allow it sometimes, yeah. but we also push. You know, like it's okay. Like, what can we do to get through this? And right. she's a great kid. I am a little further down the parenting pike than you since I'm older. And our yes. oldest son had a significant reading disability, and we've been the same way. We've just, you know, it's certainly not the same as a physical issue, but when you have these kinds of challenges, you do kind of have to decide what your approach will be. And so I certainly applaud you for giving her that little um, 
encouragement's not the right word, but just her, her fallback position to really kind of know even this early is, hey, I can handle challenges. I can handle adversity. This is going to be okay. I can keep going. And so I, I so applaud you for that because a lot of moms don't take that position, and we certainly see that all the time in our practices and it's so hard to tell a mom sometimes you you want to kind of say hey listen this is just the hand you've been dealt it's time to quit yep quit all this you know ruminating about it and kind of decide where you're going with it take some action and get going so i love hearing that story about her and how how she's got some functional kind of maybe not limitations but certainly something that's affected her but you you've kind of helped her even at four and five learn what this is okay you're going to be fine let's keep going exactly we what her medications um involve uh shots at home and her last medication was a bit rough on her um which is why we ended up stopping it and changing um and, made it uh-huh. lucky. and it was a chemotherapy medication so it had similar side effects wow and yeah and um Many times, you know, we were sitting there ready for that shot night, and she was complaining, and you know, age four, and we were very, you know, very empathetic, of course, but we also sure. said, yes, you know, Al, this is not fun, this sucks, <laughs> but right. this is your life. This is this is right. how things are going to be, and we're going to try to make it as great as we can, no matter what. Um, the good right. news is that she's on a, a different medication now, and she. Which, which does not have the same side effects. And That's so we great. don't have those issues anymore with her right. fighting us or anything. Um, not that it's fun to give your child shots twice a week, but we're definitely right. in a better place medication-wise. So, Well, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that good report about her. Now tell us what you are doing for your cause, that special offer that you uh, have right now going on for speech pathologists. Um. Thank you. So in an effort every year, um, actually I guess I'll step back just a tad. The first year that uh, Isela was diagnosed, um, I found out that the, there was an organization called the Arthritis Foundation, and they're a mm-hmm. national organization, and then there's um, different regions. Um, well, I found mm-hmm. out that our region had a, um, a walk every year to help raise money and awareness for the 100 different forms of arthritis. A lot of people, when they hear the term arthritis, think of osteoarthritis. Um, right. And this, unfortunately, um, the term arthritis just means joint inflammation. It doesn't really get into the cause. Um, right. And a lot of the different arthritises are actually caused by autoimmune diseases. Um, mm-hmm. not just like wear and tear that we all get as we age. Not that that's not bad either, but they're different types right. of diseases. So anyways, the Arthritis Foundation, um, you know, we got on board with them, and the way that I coped with my daughter's illness was I fundraised for this walk um, that first right. year. I threw myself in it. We raised $17,000. Um, wow. And it was just like, I feel, I, you know, I couldn't take her illness away, but I could fundraise and nice. help other kids. So that's what I did. Nice. The second year, we did it again. Um, we raised uh, like a le- over 11000 Um Last year was our third year, which we kind of, quote, unquote, took off because we had a lot going on, and we raised 4000 even though we didn't really try. Um, yeah, and I was going to say, you have two other children. You have three yes. children now. She's not I your raised. only one. Yep. Right. <laughs> so you've had a full yes. plate. Yeah. She is the oldest child, um, and yes, yeah. last year, the reason we kind of took the year off was because I had found myself pregnant with surprise baby three, um, yeah. not feeling well, and then we bought a house yeah. at the same time, yeah. so <laughs> it, it wasn't a great time. I had no time. <laughs> I had no time or energy to do anything, so we kind of did this flash fundraising thing kind of on Facebook, and that's all we did. So... Um, so this year, last year, what I've been wanting to do is to utilize my blog following to help fundraise, and uh, I've used my blog already to um, to educate and and about other people about JA, which has been great. Right. Um, I get emails pretty much every week from people, from parents, and I've met online so many SLP moms that have children with JA too, which has been very wow. very interesting. And wow. a couple. 
speech pathologist who themselves had JA as a child. Wow. So, yes. Um, so it's been very, um, very cool experience. So this year, um, I, I did two things. Um, the one I'm coming on here for, though, I'll, I'll start with. I, just like you, um, on your awesome website, you know, you put out so much awesome information to help parents and professionals, and which was exactly what I try to do on my blog as well. And I had been getting emails from fellow speech pathologists wanting to know if they could use my blog posts that I write specifically for parents, um, you know, if they could use them to distribute. And I said, yes, that's fine. Although I knew that printing it off the Internet isn't really super convenient. Um, So what I did was I just took a bunch of posts from my blog, kind of the most popular ones or the ones that have been most requested, and I turned them into an ebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but the format of the ebook is more like a handout. Um, they're not really chapters. They're more like handouts. And this way, each section is easily printable for speech pathologists to print out and distribute. But it's also a great thing for parents. Um, as well. They can either read the ebook on their computer or they can print out individual pieces that they wish to read. Um, I kind of wanted to serve both groups. Since my following on my blog is about 50-50 between speech pathologists and, and educators and then parents. So I wanted to kind of meet yeah. everybody's needs. But what I'm doing with this ebook is 100% of the proceeds are going to their arthritis foundation. So um, I launched this last, let's see, a week and a half ago, and we already raised, um, I raised over $400, um, and yeah. which, which was cool, very, very cool. Um, and through May, our walk is this, this Saturday, May 10th. However, mm-hmm. the proceeds of the book will go towards our team until May, te- May 20th. Um, mm-hmm. So all the proceeds of the book until May 20th will go straight to our walk team. So I already made one donation of $423 um, yesterday. Uh-huh. So that was very cool. Um, I really wanted to be able to help all the parents and the SLPs out there that have reached out to me, but also I wanted to help um, raise money for a cause that I really believe in. Um, yeah. Last year, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and I think that's so admirable, and I love the age in which we live that we can take what is our our professional passion here and then use it for your personal cause there for helping uh, that great organization that, that's helped kids all over. Yeah. So that is great. I want you to talk about that, but listen, I want you to back up and talk about the handouts. Give us... Get, I purchased a copy, and I love it. I think it's great information. And so Thank walk you. us kind of through what those handouts are, Katie, so people will be as excited as they should about this and will go and get it themselves. Thank you. Well, basically, um, what's, what's contained in this book is there's a little information on basic speech and language development so that the readers mm-hmm. will have a basic understanding of what to expect. Um, right. As SLPs, we're always talking about how there is a wide range of, of typical, but I wanted to give some bullet points um, right. what we generally expect. There's also right. a section on red flags because, um, as you know, there are some certain behaviors um, and uh, certain skill sets that are not, if they're not developing at certain times, are right. really important ones. Big red flags that that your right. child may need. Um, and so I have that as a section as well. What are those red flags that we're looking at um, that may need, may need, may need, <laughs> may need, oh my gosh, <laughs> listen to me. Oh, Everybody stumbles over words, Katie. Yet. <laughs> yesterday I did a, oh. a video to Therapy Tip of the Week and I cannot say pathologist, speech like pathologist, you <laughs> saved my life. I did do some retakes and it's, Everybody does that, so you're more oh, than welcome to stumble over a word here. <laughs> anyway, 
Right. I think we all get the picture, though. Um, yeah. I also, oh, gosh. Um, so the, there's also information on some terminology. One thing that um, happens a lot is just not understanding the general population, not um, knowing the terms that we use, like the word exactly. speech and the word language, how technically they're different things, but um, layman um, terms, you know, they're often interchanged. A lot of times a, a parent will ask me about the children's speech, and it turns out it's really a language issue and vice versa. Um, exactly. So I went over, I, I wanted the, the readers to really have a, a good idea of what speech, language, and communication are. Um, right. Because I feel like that is such a strong base for parents to understand that difference before they can really yeah. help their child the best they can. Um, and then um, I also go into a little bit on some research on how children learn children learn language. Um, it's light. It's not, uh, you know, it's meant for parents. This isn't a research paper. Um, right. <laughs> I wanted parents to have a general idea of kind of how children learn and also the importance of play. Um, I talk about how important play is. And I could go on and on for hours about that, but play, play, play yeah. is very important. Um, I also did a little section on toys um, and talking about getting rid of a lot of this, these mechanical toys that light up and, and everything um, and trying to get back to some basic toys. And then we go on with some, um, the next several areas are tips for parents, um, things that you can do. My goal for this book was really the talk about things that you do within your normal day. Um, right. So I talk about slowing down your, you know, your life a bit. Um, yeah. Being, making sure that we're present with our children. Think, talking about how we get down and make eye contact with our kids. Um, how to follow your child's lead and how to interpret some of their messages that are nonverbal. Again, I'm, I'm trying to help parents understand that, that speech is more than speech that we are looking at, right. language and communication. Um, so there's, um, I think there's like 12 different kind of tips that I explain and go over. Um, and then we, um, oh, and of course, yeah, I talk a, lo a little bit about imitation and turn-taking, which are such important skills that, I mean, I could write, you know, I think we could write books on those. So I have written a book on imitation, Yes, you have written a book about that. I do have a book on imitation. Yes, exactly. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So, um, and, and, I, yeah, and I talk about, in fact, last time I was on your show, we talked a bit about one of my posts about asking questions, but not too many. Right. Um, yeah, right. and yeah. so I included that that post in there as well, a modified version of it, uh, because it's another really important thing that that to teach parents that questions are great. They are a wonderful tool, but they are, tend to be used too often, and we need right. to learn how to um, to not use those questions so often. They they tend to close down that communication. Um, and then, in addition, I wanted to. I really wanted parents to understand, the parents that bought this book, to understand that this is just a little bit of information. It kind of gets you going. Right. It's, not, it's not exhaustive at all. Um, but, um, and also that if you have any issues at all, you have any thoughts or ideas that your child needs help, the most important thing is to get an assessment and right. do it now. Um, so I also provided some information on how to find a speech pathologist in your area. There's many different ways to go depending on your state. So I kind of gave an overview of that um, information. And then in addition, I, I have that. a whole couple pages um, of recommended reading and resources. Like I said, this is just a little tip of the iceberg. This is just a little right. information to get started. So um, there's so many other wonderful um, things out there. And of course, your website is listed because you oh, have. Thank you. You're welcome. You have amazing things on your site, and I know you have a lot of wonderful products as well. And I wanted my readers of this book to know about you, didn't already, um, so that they could um, go over, check out what you've got. You've got wonderful products as well, 
as just information on your site. So you right. are you are listed as well as a couple other books and sites that I think are are helpful. Um, and and then at the very end, there's a, a quick reference list. There's uh, 18 things that I basically um, wrote out that are kind of like the highlights of the book, you know, right. in just a sentence form. So you can, I think a, a great way is to print that out first and kind of look it over and then kind of read over the book to get more ideas of what I'm talking about here. Um, but this is a quick reference. You can check, look it out or, or keep it out in your refrigerator if you want to remind yourself of what you're working on. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm going to say this because <laughs> this comes up a lot. And I don't know if you've had this happen too. Um, Laura, I'd love to hear your take on this. I, you know, we, we both talk a lot to parents and, and about what to help your child with and to that, what to do to help your child. But there's communication. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I feel is pretty much known out there, it's just well known, is the importance of reading towards right. children. It's just one of those things. Well, it's very interesting because every time that I talk about how to help children with their communication. I don't talk about reading, and I get backlash <laughs> on it. It's not that reading isn't important. Reading is not covered in my ebook, and the reason why is because I haven't, first of all, I just haven't gone over, I haven't written a bunch of posts on it. I've been kind of starting with foundational skills that right. before we even talk about reading. I'm talking about the things that we do when we connect and speak to our children. Um, but recently uh, a post of mine was shared on another by a friend of mine who also blogs, and that it was just yeah, it was funny. I had some tips on there, but because I didn't put reading, many people were freaking out about it. Uh, so I just want to tell you all, reading is very, very important. <laughs> it is so important. Isn't it funny what people um, kind of pick on you about when? And I yeah. and again, I don't think people understand that unless they blog or unless. When you start to yes. get you know, uh, enough people kind of pay attention to what you're doing, then the criticisms kind of start. And sometimes you think, yeah. gosh, this was just kind of an, an omission, or I'm not saying reading's not good. I'm just, I just didn't put it on the list. And yeah, it's, I, it's just, yeah. so I just wanted to kind of point that out. Um, and in, in my little, um, my form at the back, my, my list at the end, I do include re- reading and singing, even though I don't. Specifically talk about them within the ebook, but I, I listed them there because they are wonderful things, and I do have ideas for you know to talk about them more on the blog. But one thing that I found is when I go to my pediatrician's office, every single visit they ask me about reading. So yeah. I think that I know not all pediatricians do that, but I'm sure a lot of them do nowadays. I feel like that's right. one of those things that a lot of parents already know. Um, and so yeah. I was trying to kind of talk about those little, the little things that we as speech pathologists, what our skill set can can be used to help others. So, yeah. um, so yes, please read to your kids. It's one of the best <laughs> things you can do. <laughs> but and I um, do think I hope, people, I do, I so appreciate though that you don't spend a ton of time talking about that because I think a lot of times. And this is my take on it. And again, I don't want to any hater out there send me nasty emails about this, but I'm just going to say it. Sometimes <laughs> parents, then because of the reading focus, they really miss all of the great things that you talk about with the day-to-day interactions, and then they become hyper-focused on those academic skills that we that any uh, speech pathologist blogger right now is addressing. You talk about not doing. Kim from Little Stories talks about not doing it. Kimberly Stanlin yeah. talks about not emphasizing all of those words, letters, shapes, and numbers. And sometimes I think parents, because of the emphasis on early literacy and reading with your child, kind of go that way without realizing yep. you've got to talk and you've got to understand what words mean before you're developmentally ready for any of that. And so exactly. I think it fine not to talk about that yet because we kind of do the what comes first and what we hope you're doing you know 75 percent of your day versus that time when you're sitting and reading together exactly exactly and that's why I was I was really interested to hear your take as well it it, this just happened you know 
yet again, it's happened several times uh, about this particular post that I wrote two years ago on another blog, um, and where I where I listed several of the things for my ebook, but it was a, it was a short condensed post. But yeah, it always gets yeah. reading, reading, reading. But yeah, so reading is so awesome and important. But the focus of this ebook is to talk about, like you said, the things that we're doing 75% of our day, those interactions exactly. with our kids. You know, exactly. getting in there, paying attention to their communication beyond their words. Um, you know, these are skills that we as speech pathologists are trained for and are exper- and we're experienced with. We are good at being able to see these things, and and this is you know sharing my experience with these with other parents to help them be able to use some of those skills. So I hope yeah. that and and like I said and 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 donating all of the proceeds for this book right now to a, a great cause is very important to me. Well, I love it. Like I said, I got my copy already. It's long. Thank it's you. I appreciate pages. that. Yeah, and it's yes. it's long. It's fifty five pages, mm-hmm. and any speech pathologist, it's going to be worth your nine bucks because you'll have a great tool there and can just copy it and use it as a parent education tool. And I think that's that's the value. I mean, I hope tons of parents buy it too. But for therapists to be able to take it and just think, okay, here's this short little couple of page handouts, not going to really tax right. mom and dad too much, have to read this. We're going to exactly. talk about this in today's session, and then I want to leave you with this follow-up information. And I think that's the, the best kind of information that, that we as professionals can give to parents because sometimes they're not going to sit down and look at every single thing, but they're going to read a page or two. Right. And so I think it's right. a great, great, great tool. Right. Thank you. Thank you. It's been, you know, I had been planning something similar to this for a while, but, you know, three kids and a little practice and <laughs> just too much Life. going on. So I, I spent the last month kind of putting this thing together and um, so at least I could have it benefit a good cause. Well, I love it. And tell people how they can get it. Um, so in order to get it, um, it's pretty simple. You can purchase, purchase it on my blog. I have it mm-hmm. hosted at a place called eJunkie. So you go to my blog, um, www.playingwithwords365.com. There's a um, right in that corner when you first uh, get on the landing page up at the top. I'm going to my blog so I make sure that I am explaining this correctly. Um, yeah. yeah, up in the 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 right-hand corner in the menu, um, it says, as it's loading right now, um, I think it's a J fundraiser. There's also a big, huge picture right now that um, right there in the right-hand corner that says, help us find a cure for JA. You click on that box, and it'll take you there. Um, cool. Because there is a, there is a second um, fundraiser that I'm doing as well. That's called, it says, cure for a JA, cure for JA fundraiser, bundled and booked. Um, when you click that, um, there's a drop down, and there's two ways to help. There's buy, there's buying this um, ebook for nine dollars, and there's also um, if particularly if you're a school-based speech pathologist, um, mm-hmm. if you're interested, there's um, some bundles on my blog. I was able thank thank you to all of the amazing speech pathologists, blogger, and um, out there that helped me with this. There, um, I have two product bundles. There's a lot of speech pathologists that, in their spare time, um, <laughs> create materials that they use in their in their um, their sessions, and then they're able to sell those on a site called TeachersPayTeachers.com. Right. And right. I um, I had like 40 bloggers or something, and I put them into these bundles. Um, and there are two of them. And basically for a $20 donation, you get $125 worth of therapy materials. Um, so it's another, and that particular, um, we have raised 35, 36, there's $3,700 um, with that. That is great. Just with that. That is great. Yeah. So that's another great way. Most of it, like I said, you know, a lot of what you and I are talking about are, are the little guys. Um, right. So that's why my ebook is is meant for the little ones. But, if you're a school-based speech pathologist, um, there's a lot of amazing materials in there from articulation to storytelling to 
grammar and syntax. I mean, it's all covered, and there's two different bundles. And going to that same place where I just told you to on my blog, there's information for that as well. And that one is those will be available through May 20th also. And again, That's great. I'm glad you mentioned so. that. Yeah, yeah, because uh, we, we do have lots of folks who do double duty who might do yeah. their itty bitty early intervention kids after the yeah. school day. So first they go and they see their elementary school kids or preschool kids or whatever population they work with, and then right. EI is kind right. of their side job. So I exactly. know we're going to have some people listen to that. Those materials would be completely for. for so thanks for yeah. doing that. Yeah, well. it's very it's very cool. I've had um, I've had a lot of people buy. All three, which has been like I, I almost cry every time I see I get the email. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, you just thank you for that forty nine dollar donation. Um, and then some people are, you know, I think yeah, I think I've sold I think it was fifty three copies of the book the first week, and all that money went to the cause and the bundles. Oh my gosh, they've just been going and going. Um, and this the the walk is in four five days now, and our team has raised nine thousand and ninety nine dollars together oh, between what wow. I'm doing and what my state yeah so um, our goal is 10 so I we got five days to get that last <laughs> our, to get to $10,000 so we're close and um, and actually so, so how one, close are you we are let's see we're nine math is not my strong point 800 and $901 yeah 901 you're really close yeah. well I think you're going to be able yeah. to do that and listen, I, from teachmetotalk.com, we want to give you $200 toward that goal. Oh, my gosh. Really? You're going to really? make me cry. Oh, my gosh. Laura, thank you. That is You're amazing. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Oh my You're going to have to email me, though, via address. That's the thing. Oh, gosh. And I will thank be glad so to uh, send you some money. That, You're welcome. Oh, my You're gosh. Welcome. Thank you. That's, that means a lot. That is Fantastic. Aww. Thank you, Laura. Oh, good. Uh, well, I'm so glad, uh, I'm glad that that will put a little chunk in there. And I hope that the show will help you sell that $700 remaining so that you can meet that goal. And I am goal-driven, too. Anytime I kind of set a number, whatever, it kind of irks me if I don't get it. So yeah. listen up. <laughs> Go buy that stuff. I know. My husband and I are the same way. We we like I every morning I check and my husband's so funny, he's last night he's like, Oh my gosh, you know, we only have this much left. I'm like, I know, I know, we can do it. <laughs> so we're the you same way. Totally we're very goal driven. <laughs> yeah, you'll totally be able to do that. And again I hope the show has helped today and Thank I am you, going for to me. put oh, you're welcome. I'm gonna put a link to blog directly on um Teach Me to Talk Facebook page, and I'll tweet it out too, so hopefully we can get you those sales, but I'll put you over the top. Thank you, Laura. Thanks for everything. For the Thanks for having me on again. Love it coming here. Oh, thank you so much, and I want to have you back. So, so start okay, thinking about what you want your next topic to be. Okay, yes, all right. Yes, thanks yes. so much for joining right, us thanks, today. Laura. Good luck. Let me know how it goes. Okay. 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 Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I always love Katie coming on. She is such a great guest. And check out that great download for only 9 bucks. That is so cheap. And if you haven't done that already, help Katie with her great cause. All right, now we're going to move on to kind of the announcement portion, which is normally at the beginning of the show. But I have so many great things to talk to you about today that um, – we had to kind of do it at the end. So, again, we're a little bit off our sequence here, our schedule, but that's okay. If you have not been to teachmetotalk.com in the last week, you're not even going to recognize it when you pop over there. We've had the site completely upgraded. It's something we've wanted to do for a long time, but things happen and you get scared about about what might go wrong. We start changing everything on a website that you've run since 2008, and it looks beautiful, but there have been some problems. <laughs> there are some formatting issues, particularly with the older posts. So when you go over and look at it, and after you ooh and ah over how clean and how fresh it looks, and I hope that you are um, able to kind of find what you need on there, find some emails from some longtime readers who said things like, I can't search like I used to be able to search, or I can't find your articles anymore, or where is Therapy Tip of the Week? I, I usually check to see if you have a new one and now it's on there. 
You will learn the new navigation, I promise. Most things that were in the categories that went across the top are now listed in the blog section. So if you'll click on blog, you'll see those topic categories kind of pop up. We do have our web person reworking that navigation so that we have more of those categories available. So I wanted to be sure to tell you about that. There's also a great contact form. So if you have, if you're on the site and you want to ask me a question but you don't want to leave it in the comment section, you can shoot me a contact form there. You can always email me, and I think there's a place also that you can directly email from the new site. And let me just mention one thing about that. If you sent me an email last week between Monday and Thursday, I probably didn't get it because in the switchover, somehow the emails weren't switched over either. So um, that was fixed the end of the week. But if you sent me something and you're waiting on a reply, chances are I didn't get your original email. So be sure to pop that back to me at Laura at TeachMeToTalk.com. Or again, you can leave it on the contact form. Or the comments section is now working for all of the posts, and that has been a really popular feature at Teach Me to Talk, and it stopped working, oh, probably 2012 or so. And we could never get it, um, all those bugs worked out. But now they are. They're all fixed, and you can leave comments there now. So I'm super excited about that. All right. We talked about one offer, and that's today's show includes two offers. And one of these is from me. It's an ebook too, and it's free. It's um, the opt-in download at uh, teachmetotalk.com now. So again, you're going to have to go take a look at the new site so that you can be sure you get it. And let me just say, I'm looking at it right now, and our person has on there get our free. It's not a DVD. It's an ebook. So I've got to get her to change that out. But it's 35 pages, and it's completely different than anything I've really written before laid out. It really takes the common um, areas that we talk about every week and those, those, those big um, pieces that we look at with a child, social interaction skills, receptive language and cognition, expressive language, and then speech intelligibility. It takes those four areas with, and explains the milestones that and how the, these processes work together so that we end up with a kid who talks. And so if you have a parent who really is not getting how language comes together, they really don't understand the importance of that interaction piece or that kids really have to understand words before they can say words, this will be a fabulous resource for you to introduce to them. And again, it's completely free. So you can sign up, get it, print it off, share it with parents, however you want to handle that, or send them directly to the site so that they can get their own copy. It's written in... Um, a very parent-friendly way. And again, I think this will be another way that speech pathologists can use this because sometimes we know what we're trying to say in our professional jargon, <laughs> but we don't always make that as understandable as it needs to be when we speak to parents. So I think that it's a good script for some of you who need a better way to explain things like the importance of social interaction or how receptive language is tied to cognition. And so we know that children who are um, predisposed to cognitive delays because they have some kind of genetic difference, like Down syndrome, like Fragile X, like, or, or some other neurological diagnosis, like cerebral palsy and, and, or prematurity. And we know that there have been neurological issues because of that. So we, we expect for those kids to have some difficulty learning and some difficulty with cognition. Because of that, those kids are not going to understand and use language as quickly as their little peers who don't have those challenges. But again, sometimes we don't know how to explain that to parents. So I'm hoping that that's another way that speech-language pathologists and other early intervention professionals can use this handout so to give you better ways <laughs> to explain those things when you're having these conversations with parents. Each little section of the ebook, the thinking skills section, well, let's start with social skills and our understanding, 
skills that we've, again, that's receptive language and cognition, and then the expressive section and the articulation or speech intelligibility or how I worded it for this book is how a child sounds because that's, that's what a parent could really relate to. Each of those chapters has just a short little page that will explain what the skill is that we're looking for. There's also a page of red flags, and again, I think that's super information and not not so much information that a parent's overwhelmed, but enough information there that they could see that, gosh, this is the real problem. This is the underlying reason that my child is not talking because he or she's not doing these things yet. So that red flags page, there's a section two of what parents can do at home. And again, these are really basic recommendations, but they're things that you may forget to talk about or things that you are naturally doing in your session as a therapist, but you're not remembering or you're not realizing that mom may need to hear you say, you need to get down on the floor and play. <laughs> you may think she kind of automatically knows that, whereas this page will give you a way to make sure that you are directly addressing those kinds of things that we want parents to do every day. So that's another way that you can um, use this kind of tool. The last, um, next to the last page in this book, actually I think it's the third from the last page, and I think it ended up 32, 33, 34 pages, somewhere in there. There's um, a little chart that I adapted from uh, parenting.com that lists the big communicated milestones that we want children to achieve, and they're in three-month increments until it gets to 12 months, and then it's 18 months and 24 months. And guys, the major milestones are all there. So I like this little down and dirty checklist because sometimes even though we've evaluated a child and even though a parent knows that there's an issue there, they still may have some concerns about what a typically developing kid would be doing by this point. So I think that's how I use this information more than anything is to say, well, your little girl is 24 months. Let's just look at, at not, you know, an in-depth analysis of what a 24-month-old would be doing, but let's take a look at some of these so we can kind of gauge and see. And, again, not to make a parent feel badly about where a child is, this is just laying out for them the truth or, or an objective look or a, a way for them to be able to say, gosh, you know, there really is a problem here. We've got to get on this. And, again, we never want to give parents anything to make them feel uh, more about a child or more, more frustrated. But we certainly want parents in the position so that they know that this talking thing is more than just about being able to say words. And it's super important that we address and treat these issues early. And there's some verbiage in this ebook that maybe, um, again, for parents who are just in that, is there an issue, is there not an issue, or should I take this seriously, or he's going to grow out of this, or he's going to wake up tomorrow morning and talk and this is all going to be over. I felt like I didn't really have in one place at teachmetotalk.com, something that kind of pulled together all of those things that say, yes, this is a big deal. These are, these are the, the areas that we look at when we look at communication. These are the things that, that have to happen before a kid begins to talk. These are the things that your child may or may not be doing and so I wanted, again, all of that pulled together so that it would be a nice, compact, usable resource. Again, only about 30 pages. And guess what? All of those pages don't even have information on them. There are some pages that are pretty white that are kind of title pages. So it will be a quick read. It also, though, is pretty um, – it's hopeful and that we're saying these are things you can do at home. This early intervention begins with a parent. You don't want to wait and see because children are making incredible progress between that two-year-old birthday and three-year-old birthday, and the longer and longer we wait to treat delays and disorders, the worse they become. All of these things will really factor into how a child is ready for school and so their future academic performance. So, again, all of those messages rolled into one 
easily shareable document. It's pretty too. It's, it's pretty visually appealing. So I know that I asked that on Facebook last week. How big of a factor, you know, do you consider visual appeal to be when you're thinking about giving things to parents? And I know that's certainly something in this technologically driven age that we live in. If something's just black and white and plain, sometimes we don't, um, we aren't as uh, initially pulled into that because, it, again, it's not packaged as, as nicely as we've all become accustomed to seeing. So I wanted to put some pretty things there so that, again, parents would be attracted to that. But you can get that download beginning, I hope, fingers crossed, toes crossed, tomorrow <laughs> at teachmetotalk.com. It's, it's already done. It's already in the hands of the person who's going to be able to get that going. So hopefully we're going to be able to roll that out. So today is May 5th, 2014. So if you're listening anytime after May 6th, hop on teachmetotalk.com and get your copy of that because I know it's going to be useful uh, for you if you are a speech pathologist, any kind of early intervention therapist, you'll be able to do it. If you're a parent listening, and you're thinking, gosh, she's just really talking about this like it's a therapist tool. It's not. It's for you. So I want you to go on there and look at that as well. I think this document will be particularly helpful for those of you that are in the situation that maybe you are more concerned about your child than your spouse is. And I'll just tell you that to or email that I get from people in a regular comment. I had a darling set of parents in my office thinking that that was the case for one parent's really concerned and they've had their child in, in therapy since, you know, that 18-month-old checkup when the child wasn't meeting the communication milestones and, and the parents started really reading and finding out things and they immediately got their child in. But, you know, we're six months down the road, seven months down the road, and the other parent's still not really on board. And so, and the other parent still, again, kind of thinks this is just probably going to go away and he's a boy and boys talk later and all those things that we hear and that we tell ourselves that may not be 100% applicable or relevant or even the truth. So I'm hoping that this is a tool, too, that parents will be able to use and not only for their own information but for family members who aren't really understanding why you're so worked up about a one-year-old or a two-year-old who's not talking very much. And hopefully that will give you the right words to say and you a better way to explain it. Um, maybe you could even, you know, give them their own copy so that they're reading that. If not, though, you're still armed with information and you still will know how to articulate that better and how to share that, share that information and explain all that you've learned and that you've come to understand about communication delays and disorders, and you'll be able to, again, um, help other people understand why this is such a big deal, too. So wanted to mention that download. Texas State, so I'm not going to close the show without announcing that. I am going to the great state of Texas in June, and I'll be there in San Antonio on June 18th and 19th. That's a Tuesday, uh, Wednesday and a Thursday. On Wednesday, we're doing early speech-language development, taking theory to the floor, a seven-hour course. On Thursday, we're doing the short version of building verbal imitation skills in toddlers, so a, a four-and-a-half-hour course that day. On the 20th and 21st, I'll be in Corpus Christi, but that event's already sold out. So I won't be able to see any of you uh, there if you're not already registered for that. The next week, I'll be in Houston on Thursday and Friday, that's June 26th and 27th, same schedule. The first day is uh, early speech-language development, taking theory to the floor. The second day, that, that quickie little version of building verbal imitation skills in toddlers. So if you are near San Antonio or Houston or you feel like, gosh, I really want to go, I want to do these events live, come see me. Those are our dates so far that we have booked. We're also looking at Chicago. We don't have those dates firmed up yet, but I'll be sharing those as soon as we get that out there. The registration post and all of the information about the Texas events will be at teachmetotalk.com before the end of the day. 
again, today is May 5th, 2014. If you're listening, not listening live, you're listening later. All right, I want to mention two more things before we wrap up today. Therapy tip of the week this week may be my favorite therapy tip of the week that I've ever done. If you haven't seen it yet, go take a look. It's at teachmetotalk.com, or if you follow teachmetotalk.com on Facebook, you can find it there. I tweeted the link as well if you do Twitter. But it's about teaching a child to say mama. And what a great week for us to look at this and incorporate this into our therapy sessions with it being Mother's Day. So take a look at that. I took information from a post that I wrote in 2008 or 2009, updated it, and it's so amazing how I didn't even mention using (laughs) your phone to make a video or the mama movie, the mama video strategy that I've used for a long time. Didn't even mention that back in 2008, 2009. I guess our phones weren't as fancy as they are now. So updated that information, and the post is there with those step-by-step instructions. There's a link to that longer post that gives you the written version of the ideas that I discuss on the video. There's also a great discussion about why a child may not be saying mama. And again, if you're a parent, you may not really understand that actually he hasn't formed that association yet with that word means you. Or it could be that your child is really a visual learner. And so unless we teach him using some pretty dramatic visual presentations of the word mama and and you, your picture, your life, he's not going to get it. And so, again, there's some great ideas there. Take a look at that on either of those social media sites. Or better yet, go straight to the original post at teachmetotalk.com and you can take a look at that and watch that video. Now, I videoed a part two to ideas to teach a child to say mama for our little friends who aren't going to be able to say that this Mother's Day, our little friends who are using AAC devices. Um, That version should be up by the end of the day. Had a little... Little error, it ha- kind of halfway through the video, so we're we're re-releasing that one. So if you happen to see that first version yesterday, sorry, you know, if you notice that little blunder there, sorry about that. If not, the edited version is going to be up today. But again, it's, I almost want to tear up as I'm talking about it because there are so many moms who aren't going to be able to hear that word this week and who have waited and waited and waited for their sweet babies to say mama. For whatever reason, we, as their team member, have decided that we need to get them a device and get them going with um, something else that's not speech. And so we need to really, really think about those kids, too, and incorporate those same ideas and into those same fun little games that we talked about with the first um, in the first Therapy Tip of the Week video. So take a, take a look at that. If you're new to AAC and you have, haven't been using anything with kids like this, you know, and again, you might be signing already, produce a sign for mama this week. If you're doing pictures or texts, think of some fun way that you can get a picture for mama in there um, and, and have her be the reward. And again, that's, that's the equivalent of calling. And some moms, We'll still kind of hyper-focus on that speech part and may not appreciate your efforts there. But, guys, for some moms, you're going to melt their hearts that you're thinking about that and that you are giving their child a way to call them mama. And so take a look at that. Uh, I hope that you're able to have some successes with those ideas this week in therapy. I'd love to hear about that. Please leave me a comment wherever you watch that video, whether it's on Facebook, directly on YouTube, or at Teach me to talk. I love, 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 love hearing from um, people who listen to the show and who parents or therapists or whoever you are and benefit. So please leave me a comment and let me know how those 
kinds of things are working for you. I also wanted to mention one last thing. I have bundled Teach Me to Talk to DVD and Teach Me to Play with You into a special little packet that I'm calling the Play Package for Mother's Day. There's some special pricing on there, so if you've wanted the DVD or the book and you haven't gotten that yet, this is your week because you can save a lot of money. So take a look at that, and that's below Therapy Tip of the Week uh, post this week. Okay, I think I covered everything I was supposed to cover. Next week we're going to pick up with that final series and Be the Toy. We're going to take a look at how we take kids from using us as the toy in those social games to that next little bitty step, which is using those really simple and familiar toys, and we will get to that next week. Thanks so much for joining me for today's show. I feel like we had lots of fun things to talk about, and don't forget, to get either one of your offers from Katie's site, playingwithwords365.com, or from me at teachmetotalk.com. Thanks so much, and have a great week. Bye-bye.